Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. and welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. His I, Colton Robertson, and today we continue our 52-year journey through film. As always for this project, I am joined by Rob Lowe. Hello, Joseph George. <laughs> Hello. What up, what up? Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, and it is always, always a pleasure to have you Uh and uh, we are also joined by Aurora Carter. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for doing that, Colton. That will course, give you your $50. 50 <laughs> I didn't know that's what I agreed to. That's cool. <laughs> I, I was, she said I'll pay. I, I didn't I didn't know she'd pay that. Right. <laughs> I'll take it. Take it or leave it. And then we are also joined by Tavares Pennington. Thank you very much for being here, buddy. Oh, yeah. You know, pleasure. Oh, it is always a pleasure to have you. First time for this fifty-two-year journey through film that we are. Uh, we, the, the, there are four of us. Uh, this this should make the rating and review section all the more fun mm. in terms of coming to an agreeable conclusion. Um, I, I think I think we'll all be we'll all be pretty pretty hype on this here. Malcolm X yep. for the year nineteen ninety-two. Uh, obviously, we've we've covered everything through the seventies, everything through the eighties, and now we are here to the nineties. And in 1992, we're covering Malcolm X here on June 3rd, 2022. So, uh, man, uh, I hadn't watched this movie all the way through, I don't think ever. And, but I had seen plenty of fucking parts. And mm. the parts that I had seen uh, did not do this movie justice. Uh, there are scenes in this movie where I'm just like, Holy fucking shit! This movie is good. Uh, but well, let's. let's uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say. I think that um, it, it's the definition of a slow burn, you know, and it does it mm. in the best way possible because it's so detailed. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's lay the groundwork real quick. Released November eighteenth, nineteen ninety two based on the uh, autobiography of Malcolm X written by Alex Haley and Malcolm X uh, screenplay by Arnold Pearl and Spike Lee directed by Spike Lee. Uh, Spike Lee also having a role in the film as Shorty. Uh, thought that was, thought that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is as slow a burn as they come. Uh, you know, we're getting, we're getting a life story and uh, one that, uh, you know, is extremely impactful on our uh, on our on our American history, and uh, sadly, one that we probably didn't learn a lot about unless you watched this movie. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's the uh, the boat that I'm in. Um, it's my first watch of the movie um, ever, so um, very you know very impactful movie. Um, I can easily say, um, and yeah, a lot of this information I am learning for the first time. Um, 
Happily to say that it did receive a Kansas City Film Critics Circle Award. Absolutely. Uh, Denzel Washington, my boy, uh, got Best Actor. Um, Deservedly so. so. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he killed this role. Holy crap. Yeah, he he did so well. Um, I'm glad I'm glad this is in my Denzel repertoire now. Yeah, um, yeah. There are only only good ones in the Denzel repertoire, unless we're talking uh, all the little things or whatever the fuck. (laughs) Uh, I um shit. I was going to say something. Every time I see movies like like you know like I don't know what would you call it like race racial movies civil rights movies like what would you call this? Well, this is this is certainly uh. Uh, I I wouldn't know exactly how American to history. To. So <laughs> I'll call it American history. It's so I can when I always hear like people who aren't you know African American or, or like in inner city that went to like inner city schools be like, oh, you know, I just never learned about this or this or that and the third. And I'm like, Jesus, are these stories really swept under the rug like that? Like, cause I'm like, I didn't have a choice. I'm like this shit when I was like in the third grade like it's like mm-hmm. yeah and it's like you know it, wow it just i think the most yeah. we learned of malcolm x was like his name um and that he was just a civil rights activist leader like that's like kind of the most that i think we learned about him like yeah and uh, i don't I know think... if we touched on him at all like it's crazy yeah, i remember high school high school history you know, and like uh, you, I I knew the name Malcolm X all throughout my life and stuff, and it wasn't until I was like later in high school that I, or later in high school and after high school, that I did like my own reading and actually really learned about Malcolm X. But I remember in high school, we like learned like a little bit, like the bare bare minimum that he was a uh, he was a Muslim uh, civil rights activist with a uh, with an, a bit of more extreme vision than uh than mm-hmm. Martin Luther King and that was just kind of it. We never mm-hmm. we never really went beyond that in terms of in school. Um well that's like a lot of um debate over Mal- how Malcolm X is taught. You know in like schools because it's always taught like um even my teacher and stuff even on social media they will be like Martin Luther King's like the bigger one because you know it's like he's more comfortable to like talk about. He was the peaceful side when Malcolm X is like, if you hurt me, I hurt you. And a lot mm-hmm. of people has like a lot of controversy over that just being like, you know, like not every single black person followed Martin Luther King. They wanted to go about like, no, like if you hurt us, mm-hmm. we will retaliate. And that's also like kind of like what they did with like the Black Panthers as well. Just to always be like, Martin Luther King, just follow him because he was nice and good. And, and Christian. Christian, and, uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, which was mm-hmm. that was the that was the standout one for me, you know, watching this movie like uh, in terms of what was detracting people from uh, Malcolm X's, uh, you know, the things he was saying up up on stage. It was often that they they framed it as hate mongering, which uh, it, it wasn't. You know, he says it at one point in the film, you know, the the white man has no no reason or no grounds to take offense to the things we say. Uh, as mm. as black people, because uh, you know you've done far worse than anything we could say. <laughs> like, that's, like that's just kind of the general sentiment he has. So, like, mm. and I also appreciate that uh, it 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 a big part of Malcolm X's whole belief system, and uh, you know Elijah Muhammad's belief system being the uh, that integration wasn't uh, wasn't ideal. Mm. Uh, it, and 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, when I watch movies like this, and other, like, you know, Black people say it too, when we watch, like, racial movies about, like, how America is towards people like me, um, it always, every time, like, I click up, like, click off of it and the movie ends, I'm like, like, it just, I just be like, yo, like, are things, you know, like, it makes you think, like, are things still going in direction? Are we still progressing or are we just sugarcoating, you know, everything? Mm. This, these type of movies always has me thinking about, like, the odds of, like, workplace, the odds of succeeding, the odds of getting the same type of, like, respect and seeing the same mm. way. And it, you know, it, this is actually a good time to talk about this movie, especially with, like, the whole after George Floyd and BLM and critical race theory not wanting to be taught in really red states anymore. Like, mm. the, the, what the fuck is critical race theory? I'm sorry if I'm going a tangent. I'm really, like... <laughs> in- it's all relevant in the subject of this mm, movie. Of course. Uh, it, it, it certainly is. Uh and it's just really interesting thinking about you know the the ev- the evolution are we are we how how far have we progressed and uh, you know in the context of history I was talking to talking to Emily earlier you know her grandma's birthday is coming up I asked her how old she's turning she said sixty nine and we were fresh off of watching this movie and I was like ah cool so she would have been twelve when Malcolm X was assassinated mm-hmm. damn yeah it's not that and long like ago. right like and she went holy shit mm. like. Framing it like that, like, oh, your grandparents were a child when this was happening. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't this, this, like, you you frame it in black and white a lot of the times. Yeah, that's the weird part. That is the weird part is that it's in black and white to make you think it happened such a long time ago. But they had color cameras at the time and, like, they were very common. Like, they purposely made them black and white to, like, it's so, like, sad just realizing all the things that we were taught were just like cover-ups and just pushing things under the rug and it's just Mm. like the one thing after the other that's just like oh my god like damn this is so like sad like i would have rather had you know these words come from just my straight up my teacher you know like (laughs) i don't i don't think history is supposed to be you know comfortable because it hasn't been it's not you know like so i don't think it's supposed to be a class where you're completely comfortable because, I mean, at least American history, it's not been a comfortable time. Any, um, uh, any, you know, predominantly white nation mm. is likely not to have the uh, the the most comfortable history. Right. Uh, it's not this. You know, like what you going to say? Sorry. Oh no! Go ahead. I was going to say like every time. You know, also when I like watch these movies, it kind of like reminds me of my blackness. Like it does. I just be like, you know, because I have like a lot of like different, you know, friends from different racial groups and ethnicities and stuff like that. And I just, you know, it, it, you know, like I never really think about it like, oh, like you're white and I'm black and da da da. But then it, this movie, like, reminds me so much, like, if these figures just wasn't here, how how would my social group be? Like, even, you know, with the part, like, how would this even dynamic yeah, right. be? And it's mm-hmm. like, even though, you know, like, 
the civil rights movement was about, you know, like civil rights, of course, were like blacks and whites, but it's like even me just being like trans, it's like if we didn't have Malcolm X and Martin and stuff like that, would I even be more like would I be more at risk than what I'm already am if that didn't happen? Mm. So it's like no, it's a real, it's a real, yeah. you know, appreciation for history, you know, and especially for a figure that was kind of vilified, uh, mm. as, as Malcolm X was like, I remember, like, I feel, I remember being taught as a youngin that like, I was supposed to disagree like wholeheartedly right. with Malcolm well, X. You're taught to agree with J. Edgar Hoover, right? The director mm. of the FBI who labeled, uh, or who said that he, his main goal in the during the 60s was to prevent the uh, rise of a black messiah Mm -hmm. um referring broadly but mostly to malcolm x and dr martin luther king which is interesting because um when you think about why malcolm x is different than martin luther king um this is actually a, a quote that was said in 1992 by kwame torre is that um Dr. King wasn't interested in political organization. He was interested in political mobilization. He's one of the greatest mobilizers to have ever existed. Uh, see the March on Washington, right? One of the largest, yeah. pro- the largest protests to ever um, take place. Um, and it still sets the tone for protests that occur now. Malcolm X was an organizer. He would talk to his people to try to organize actual political power around the black agenda, which is, of course, threatening to a person like J. Edgar Hoover. Right. And I loved there was that moment at the towards the end of the movie where he was like, we created the most powerful organization to ever exist. Mm. And they ruined it Uh, all throughout this movie, like whenever he was hyping up and he was like, we have to like we have to accept each other, you know, before we can even um, everyone to accept us, you know, we have to find it in our own culture and our own brotherhood and sisterhood. And, and like, I was like, yeah, man, I was getting like hype with him. And then I was just like, damn, I'm like, I'm on, like, I am just on the wrong side here, you know, like, but I'm like, I'm hype, you know, like it was like a, a secondhand hype, like a uh, train, I guess, you know, like, and it, it, it is really interesting. You know, I love that. I loved, there was the moment in the movie where the white girl on the campus walked up to him and was like, mm. as, as a person who isn't black, how can I help further your cause? And he was it's, like, you can't, you can't. Uh, and I was, I was like, eh? and because what, what you were, what you were trying to identify with Joe and couldn't, of course, is black nationalism, which like mm. you shouldn't identify with, but black nationalism is the response to white nationalism um, for Malcolm X during that time, which is crucial because he's thinking psychologically about the implications mm. of yeah. being black in America. It is, it is a, a sort of psychological enslavement that he's trying to break down before uh, so that he can educate his people about why they're in the conditions that they are. And you know it's 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 nice watching this movie a week a week after Boys in the Hood when uh Lawrence Fishburne's character was uh, basically basically preached the entire message uh, at that at that billboard you know why is there a liquor store on every corner why mm-hmm. uh, why is all this happening you know it's organized it's not it's not coincidental you know and uh, that's why when the slang projects when black people come from the slang word of it projects because i was always told like we have projects because it's like hey if you put a bunch of low class poor black people what's going to happen mass genocide inside our own community so it's like 
Mm. Yeah. Like where like I was I I don't know if this is this is true, but when like when I was younger, um like you know, going you know, being brought up, you know, in low class environments and just being like, Oh, why do you think we call it a ghetto? Because you know where the ghetto used to stem from Jews during the Holocaust. And now it's like we're kinda like not comparing this to like the Holocaust, of course, but just saying like, oh, we call it ghetto because it's kinda like we might not have like the the pajamas and stuff, but we're still, you know, like really it's up relative to the systematic everyone else. Yes. Yeah, like right. yeah. it's just Well but yeah. It's it's even interesting though, like drawing out the violence of uh, urban America through an example like the Holocaust, because think about what the Holocaust is, right? Which is an, a symbol of injustice done to a, a religious group that sparked a literal world war. Um, yet for some reason, slavery persist, persisted for multiple centuries. Um, and in fact, was the first instance of international trade to have occurred, um, which is just wild. No. Yeah. Like it's uh it's just really disappointing. <laughs> like it's just, well, it's just thoroughly it's a, disappointing. It's a problem with our, the way that we narrativize history around slavery too, because it's like before George Floyd, like I, I, I had a inkling that most people didn't know what it meant to like have a discussion about what diversity meant about how to um, be an anti-racist about what it meant to actually engage structures that are, or possibly could be racist. I, yeah, I had an inkling nobody really knew how to do that before George Floyd, and then George Floyd proved it because George Floyd happens, and then you got a bunch of fucking white liberals posting reading lists of books that were popular ten years ago. Like they're not even like they they have no idea what's going on in the field, let alone what to actually do about racial issues in America because nobody's like mass educated on them because this happened thirty forty years ago or. 50, 50 years Six, ago? Yeah, 50 to 60. 50 to 60 uh, years ago, yeah. Uh, Not that long. That's no. less than no. one person. That's It's like half a person, almost half of a person's lifetime, you know? Like, there are people alive. He could have... You got grandparents like, born in the 40s. They were in their... They were 20 when Malcolm X was assassinated. What, he would be like almost 100 or around 100 mm-hmm. today if he were still alive, along with like... Martin Luther King, I think, like mm-hmm. they're like they're not that old. Like mm-hmm. that's the thing is that, like I if I were to pick out a date of like when I thought they were around, you know, like out of what I was taught in high school, I'd be like, oh yeah, probably like the early 1900s, you know, black and white. Like, but then it's like, oh wait, World War One era? Yeah, right. Like no, like when you get to thinking about it, it's just crazy how right. we were taught in school and I just like ah, uh, it's. I don't know, through this, you know, all these movies and stuff, there's been a lot of revelations and stuff that, you know, that I was just simply taught wrong or not taught at all. Yeah. Um, that I'm finally glad that I know now. Um, and this is mm. no different. This movie, like, was just a huge wake-up call. Like, a, just something that I needed to know. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I'm glad I do know. It's like detailing the, the brutal history is, I think, maybe why Spike Lee made the decision to make this movie so long so that you could really because like malcolm x's journey in the public eye is like essentialized at best like it is reduced to its most essential components right he gives 
this speech. He gives that speech. He gives. He says, ballot or the bullet, and then he does this, and then right. he doesn't like the March on Washington. And then, you know, there are these little earmarks of his of his career, but nobody actually knows what he was saying <laughs> like right. which is it's crazy to me like it, this is mostly just coming from the fact that i've done research on malcolm x but like the number the amount of misconceptions around him are ridiculous are ridiculous well, and that's the thing is that you you know you did you did a you've done a year of research right mm-hmm. like and so you you obviously have a better understanding as to what malcolm x was saying than uh most of the average layman might uh but frankly they do a pretty good job of telling you what he was saying in this movie. Mm-hmm. And still, a lot of people just have no idea what the fuck this man was talking about. That's what uh, I was going to ask is, uh, like, how how much justice does this movie do Malcolm X? Like, I'm assuming Malcolm X did a lot more than this movie showed because I, it is only a three-hour movie and they can only show so much of someone's life. So, yeah. like... Assuming he went on and did a lot more things than just the events in this movie, um, but I guess I, I think perception perception wise, like it does it does capture like his sort of status in society at that point, or what what I've come to understand it as, which is um, this sort of ra- yeah this ra- rallying point for the radical black tradition, mm. uh, essentially, and everything that came with it, like um, the kind of people that were going to Malcolm X speeches were um, the kind of people who you might call um, pan-Africanists or black nationalists or people who um, who had issues, I guess, with integration, um, which is kind of one of the fundamental points of dissension between Malcolm X and Martin Luther King is this point about integration or um, um, I forgot the other term that the book i'm thinking of used but like integration or segregation right no yeah i uh and you know i i was watching it and there, I've, I've heard I've, I've read plenty of books and i think it, i think it's even touched touched on in that uh that ibra ibra x kendi book but uh how to be an anti-racist where he talks about uh like the the downside of of integration for for black people is that black kids were no longer being taught by black teachers mm-hmm. uh they're being taught by white teachers mm-hmm. which massively changes the way uh massively changes the way pe- everyone is taught yeah um, he called those uh, assimilationist ideas assimilationist mm-hmm. ideas yes yes yeah, and, how do you uh, like, integrate without assimilating you know like mm-hmm. that that's kind of what the solution needs to be but how do you accomplish that like how how do you still find a way for people to like keep their own culture and be proud of their own culture but then mm-hmm. like at the same time be proud that we can share you know just the world mm-hmm. with all these cultures at one time it's right. like I, I think that's the beauty of like everything is that go ahead. Oh, go ahead no that like there are just so many different cultures and like i think my favorite part of the movie is whenever he goes on his trip like on, on uh you know, returns and like his, to Mecca. Oh my gosh! Like that that trip and the revelations he has. You know, just people over there that just aren't inherently racist. You know, and that's just so different than yeah. what it's like in America. And that was just so sad. Like it was like, that, I mean, that's still true to today. Like when I he was think, like, you wouldn't like, you wouldn't believe me, mm-hmm. but I I sat there with with a man with blue eyes and blonde hair, and I mm-hmm. I. I, I I had the time of my life there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that, that was my favorite part of the movie. That was my favorite part oh, of his life, honestly, mm. because 
I'm sitting there for two hours going, when's he returned to Mecca? Because uh, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I know that's when this gets kind of happy. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> because Man, he... that, that trip really symbolizes the, uh, I guess, the departure point for misconceptions around Malcolm X. Because everyone, um, it, it shows how everyone has essentially uh, uh, placed Malcolm X in the monolith of uh, of leftist political critiques, which is he says, fuck America, make it burn, you know, and that's not necessarily what he was saying. He was saying, isolate yourself because they're going to isolate you regardless. Um, and then once he goes to Mecca, he's able to develop that conception of race because even he is still victim to the same pitfalls of American race and the, the society and culture that we live in as everyone else is. Right. Right. And, you know, I, I think it's, I think it's funny, you know, whenever we, we find a thing with the reporters in this movie that we find with reporters modernly and the, and the, the <laughs> questions month, they're asking are just not the right ones, not listening to the responses. So you're saying you hate white people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's okay. like, no, you're saying I hate white people. Uh, like, but the I, guns, I <laughs> but the guns, Malcolm. And it's like, and it's like, okay, y'all want guns? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why shouldn't we have guns? Like, uh, no, yeah, that shit, that shit just. He had a lot of slam dunks in this movie. You could like, uh, whenever the, I think he was in prison at the time and a priest was preaching and then he's you know, any questions and he showed me, he's like, Oh great. You know, like, Oh great. I know I'm about to get rolled, you know, like so, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doomed. And he's like, um, you know, all those disciples, what color were they? You know, and the, and the priest just got super uncomfortable and it was just, yeah. he, he just eventually was speechless. You know, he's like, damn, he's right. Huh. Like he's yeah, 100% yeah, like, well, I'm right. Pretty like, sure that scene ends with the, pre- with the priest going, huh? Like, yeah, like he yeah. used you know the like Bible. You're pretty, you're pretty undeniably correct about this. Like he uh, used the white written Bible to prove that it he was colored. Even you know, like that's the yeah. that's crazy. That like, um, I don't know. I th- like those moments were just like so good. Whenever you saw the click on like people's faces of like the moment of realization, and like, I don't. It was just uh, yeah. And when he marched on, like. The the moment he like uh oh. wielded his power, like it wasn't just that he was just preaching to people, mm. uh, and 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 then he was like, they were like, you know what, you you Muslims, you only look out for other Muslims, it's is and that's and he was like, all right, you know what, I hear you, let's go. Then we're walking mm-hmm. down to the police station, and he mm-hmm. walks down there, and the captain goes, that's too much power for one man to have, says a police captain, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Oh, the irony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that was sick. Like, if that actually happened in real life, you know, like, that's sick. Um, and if we could have our protest run like that, you know, we just need another person like this, like a figurehead. I don't know. I don't know. If, it's kind of crazy to think that we're kind of in another civil rights, like, movement era. Like, I think in history, this will, like, the, the, from George Floyd on will, will be like, for lack of a better naming, like the civil rights too, you know, like this mm-hmm. 2.0. Um, and like, I wonder if like there will be a figurehead um, or like, I wonder, like, it's crazy to think that we're like kind of living in another era of this. Um, oh, yeah, hopefully the last one. Um, it's, but. yeah, it's really interesting, you know, because uh, 
you know, we we do have a lot of, you know, what MLK was was preaching about. We have we have a lot of, you know, peaceful protests that are, you know, dissolved without without any any violence and kind of just just happen. Right. Uh, but it is a distinct lack of organization. That is why, uh, you know, especially when it comes to like, uh, uh, like, I mean, unions, as simple as unions, like mm-hmm. people, like you got to go out of your way to organize a union. And a lot of people just aren't going out of their way to organize unions. Like, it's just not a, mm. just not like, it seems like organizing is just falling on the back burner, uh, for the most part, just because people don't know how, uh, or like, don't know, aren't aware that that's something they should do or because we've been so thoroughly taught, like shit's yeah, fine. That's what I was well, about to say. And is that... it, yeah. And it's continually just silenced mm. there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like where the system is like, it's so ingrained to just shut up, make your money, go home. That's it. You know, like show up to work, get your paycheck, go home. You just work. Um, yeah. and like that, that's what we're taught. You know, it's, it's crazy that, um, like every billionaire or anyone who has substantial amount of money will tell you like the same thing. They say like what they teach you in school is the exact opposite of what you need to learn in order to become successful in the world that they're teaching you even like in the mm-hmm. corrupt world, like, because there are some rich people that like are awake enough to realize like that they took advantage of the system like in order to get rich and those people like they always say you know they teach you in school to stay safe to get a job to save your money put it all away in the bank and like don't take any risks don't do anything but every single person who's made a substantial amount of money took so many risks took out you know um loans to to start their company or do you know do whatever like there there are certain things you like you just have to do that they're teaching you the complete opposite of yeah. mm-hmm. and like it's not only business that's like also socially they're like doing the same thing it's just i don't know school is, a, is just not a place for smart people like a little bit know. in the same realm just a little bit of a, a little bit of a sidestep but did you see like i think it was like the washington post had a couple headlines uh recently that was like a Working class loses three point two trillion dollars in one article, and then an article like three months later was like top one percent and co- like uh, billionaires gain three point seven trillion dollars, and it's like, oh, oh that's well, I wonder where it went. <laughs> um, hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah, but that's that's the news, you know. It's God. It no, like. I, I, uh, but a little bit more the on the uh, on the film itself, you know. I mean, mm. uh, uh, it, it obviously is extremely thought provoking, and uh, and is and is in many ways something everybody needs to watch at some point. Every American, you know. I think I found that, especially coming here into the '90s, what we've got lined up here are like quintessential American movies: uh, Boys in the Hood, Malcolm X. Uh, coming up in a couple weeks, well, uh, Forrest Gump, like shit like that. Like, I mean, American for us, like think it like now that you say it like that, I'm I'm thinking of like that. That's the those are the movies that were definitive for our parents. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they were going through you know high school, college, probably ish in the 90s. Um, yeah. And now they're, they're classics to us. But like. Yeah, I, I I agree with what you're saying. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, yeah, I think uh, 
Yeah, this movie was incredibly well made. It certainly had the Spike Lee, the Spike Lee touch to it. He's got mm-hmm. such a distinct okay. style. If you've uh, if you've watched any of his stuff, like Do the Right Thing, uh, or uh, even Black Klansman, just a couple of years ago, there's a lot of. Uh, he's he's got a distinctive style uh, for sure in his uh, in his bag. And uh, my like favorite scene in this movie, besides like you know, generally my favorite part is when he returns from Mecca and like all, all that. But my favorite scene in the movie is when he he does Russian roulette with the guy. It was like oh, never God. never fuck never fuck with somebody who's not afraid to die. Damn. You know what I'm saying? And then Shorty's like, "What'd you pound the bullet?" He's like, "Yeah, like I wasn't gonna let myself die." Like <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we get so much time with uh, Malcolm Little before he becomes Malcolm X is really significant to me because Malcolm Little um, has so much potential. And Denzel portrays it so well, so much potential, but it's the definition of using it for the wrong reasons. Mm. Oh, and the later on in the movie where they're, um, I don't know, quoting some things from the Bible, like um, this person um, slept with 700, whatever, but look what he did. David, you know, did this, this, but but he's known for slaying Goliath. And, uh, and like, the whole story with Malcolm, you know, he's a thief and that's, you know, you, you can never be good again. You know, you stolen, like you're done, you know, like that's, that's how like it's, it's thought of. Um, but like, look, look at the impact he had on the world. And if you take what he's done post prison out of history, like I, who knows where we are. Um, so like, I mean, it's, it's kind of true to a point. Like, yeah, if, if you want to look at Malcolm X as just a thief, Sure, you can go ahead, but that's sure as hell not what he's remembered as. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, just to build on the whole thief thing, there was a part of this movie where a Christian was preaching, and he says the nature of the thief to steal and to kill and to destroy. And I went, hold on, mm. uh, the thief just steals. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you're going with all this, uh, with all this other shit. Word for that murderer. <laughs> Um, they yeah, kill people at that yeah. point they've <laughs> elevated past thief uh into a different tier uh for for my money um <laughs> uh yeah i uh, um, the the definition of black and white like in the in the dictionary oh and like that whole the the guy who like brought him up from prison gave him that one from fix Baines. and was like that's it you know oh yeah Baines. like oh dude that that scene was awesome like that whole his Pretty much his up. whole time in prison oh, was really God. was were really really good scenes too. Uh, Reminded yeah. me of a uh, of a uh, a Clockwork Orange, like when Alex was going through his kind of his found through you know found mm. religion, um, and I don't know if like it's what like this is just obviously a story of a real person, so it's not like Alex where. This is just a fictional yeah. character or whatever, but it's not yeah, like I don't know. This, this, this one feels way more satisfying, like his journey through prison, like to know that this is what happened while he was in prison. Mm. He became just this like oh, man of a man. Like, yeah, he became Malcolm X. Like, and that, guy. like the, oh. the fucking eulogy that you get at the end, uh, eulogizing Malcolm X mm. absolutely fucked me up. Like uh, uh, when they were like, he was our manhood. I was like, Oh god damn! Mm. And it was That's just showing weird. shots of like 
just all different people all throughout different places of the world. And then it was just like, oh my God, like this, like what a fucking movie. Like I was on just yeah. a roller coaster the entire time. And I just felt like mostly like a piece of shit the whole time. Um, but I don't know, like good, like in a good way. Um, white, I guess that sounds kind of weird. But, one, um, one interesting thing about Malcolm X's life is that part of the reason why um, – the FBI in the government was becoming so suspicious of and afraid of him was because uh, Malcolm X was being regarded as a legitimate diplomat of the black American community. Mm. Like that's taking right. black nationalism to another level when Damn. other leaders are recognizing Malcolm X and Damn. his own country isn't like this. That's going to raise some eyebrows. He was, he's literally, he had some diplomatic ventures in uh, Africa. I can't remember what countries, but he was a symbol for like people across the world, and he was not ever uh, he was not heralded. ever heralded yet by his by his country. I feel like people will support um, Magneto before they will support Malcolm X at that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah mutant power. Like yeah, mm. fuck these humans. You know, fuck all that. But no, Malcolm X is bad. Like <laughs> right. What? No, yeah, he, uh, I, it's just a lot of really, really interesting things. Uh, like, it's so fascinating because, like, obviously, I've only really begun any sort of serious reading into subjects like this in the last few years, you know, and, uh, any, any of the ideas I've read in those books are, are pretty much stated here by Malcolm X. And it's like, Oh man, this all seems pretty sensible. It all seems pretty agreeable. I don't understand where the disconnect is. Uh, it's, it's un, I, I, I can't fathom it. Like, I just, I can't wrap my head all the way around it where it's like, there are some things he, like, I, and I don't know. I just think what I don't understand is like at the time, he was preaching for everyone to go back to like every black person to go back to Africa. And for the racist white people at the time, how is that not exactly what they want? You know, like I don't understand how this wasn't just like seen like the KKK should have been like, we will become diplomats with, with you, you know, like you're pushing for exactly what we want. Like logically, I, I do think it's it, it is interesting because I think there was there, uh, and Tavares. I don't know if you've if you've read any more in terms of like what Malcolm X's or like Elijah Muhammad's true goal was in terms of like actually returning to Africa. Because I know that's what Malcolm Malcolm Little's dad was preaching at the beginning of the movie. You know, returning back to the motherland and uh, creating a country there. But like the way Malcolm X spins it later in the movie, it feels more like the. Uh, the reparations side of things where it's like, uh, you know, you will, you will pay us back and land and that land will therein be ours. Yeah. Uh, you will not be able to. Elijah Muhammad is reparations taken to the extreme. Like I, uh, you, you can kind of make your decision yourself on the nation of Islam and its portrayal in the movie. But in real life, the nation of Islam, not, not like, they were not great people. Uh, you can just look. That's at what you hear today. Yeah. Similar, similar. Like I've heard organized crime type type vein. Yeah, no. Uh, there was a. If you watch the doc, there's a really good documentary um, that I'm sure would. It, it really gripped me when I was watching it about. It, it's called "Who Killed Malcolm X," and um, 
It's a they actually figure out who killed Malcolm X in that documentary. If you're interested in that, but um, there are people from Mosque Number Seven. I want to say it was called in New Jersey, yeah. which was the mosque that the hit on Malcolm X came out of. Um, and there there are quotes from Louis Farrakhan, who is now the who is now in Elijah Muhammad's position, saying basically like basically alluding to. He like Malcolm X has spoken out against the nation of Islam. So, you know what you got to do. So there's some there's some organized crime shit there um, for sure. But (laughs) the nation of Islam is just purely ideological. Like they're they're simply trying to accumulate power with no real aim. You know, like Mm. they fucking in 20 this like re like. It had to be maybe 2015, 2014. Sometime in this in the past decade, they fucking partnered with the, like Church of Scientology for some shit. Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they justified that. <laughs> like, as, y, as YG said in uh, in in the iconic song FDT, fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> Surprised the nation of Islam ain't tried to find you. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, like <clears throat> one thing I said about. Because every time there's like a, a civil rights political movement going, first of all, I hate when they say like civil rights or rights of people is political. I hate that. But um, it was something. I can't remember what it was, but it was so funny what I said on Facebook. And they, you know, white people like to throw out Martin King died for. He died for like a Jesus thing. Like he died for. And I'm like, murdered. He was Mur- he murdered. was murdered white people. <laughs> he was he didn't die for. It. He didn't go and be like, you know what, shoot the shit out me on his balcony and then yeah. No, he was going out to to do his whatever he was doing and got murdered. And, like, and there's what and there's is. clear evidence that the NYPD covered up some facts regarding the case and also allowed uh two people who were wrongly accused of the murder to be convicted of the crime. Yes. Um it's insane. Insane that that's part of our history, right? And but. there's literally there's a documentary on um, YouTube that you can find uh, about who killed Malcolm X that came out in seventy. It came out two years. I remember it being two years after Malcolm X died. Um, so sixty seven, sixty seven, yeah. Um, and they were uh, they didn't they couldn't point to you know who did it, but they were like whatever this narrative that they've been given us that they're giving us is like, it's, it's got some holes. Like there's some shit that we should be cautious about here. And that was in the seventies or that was in the sixties. It's just like black in that time. Now it's just like, it's just like, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, like when I see stuff like that, I just be like, come on. Like, like what did we do that was so bad that you just get, (laughs) So mad. And then that's why, like, now when, like, you know, like, middle-aged white women hate the, you know, the the, the term Karen. But it's like, oh, mm-hmm. but when we was Negro, color, <laughs> black, nigger, nigga, nigra. <laughs> Words that have legitimate history 400 yeah, like, years behind that, it. Like, actually, that, that was are created, actually slurs. Yeah, like, just created a for a slur. Like, come on. Like, you have nothing to complain about. Like, uh, like, uh, oh, it just boggles my mind. Like the things that some people complain about. Like, I'm like, no. we were, y'all had like old, old postcards of black people 
just hanging on trees. Even the Billie Holiday, I think it was Billie Holiday. I can't remember, but her t- singing the song "Strange Fruits." Fruit, singing like it's just from the top of the trees. It's just something. Blood on the leaves. I just gotta clean my mind. Sorry, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> It's just so like it makes me sad though. Like it, it does. It makes me like really, really upset when I I watch stuff like that because it's just. Night. It's a hallmark of uh, of these types of movies, these bio these biopics on uh uh on these on these civil rights leaders, you know, like Mal- Malcolm X murdered. Uh, seems to be framed as though it was by the Nation of Islam in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure what how 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 100 valid that is. I'm not entirely sure, but uh you know Judas and the Black Messiah, like uh just just released last year over the life of Fred Hampton, the leader of the Chicago's branch of the Black Panther Party was assassinated at the order of none other than who Tavares mentioned earlier, J. Edgar Hoover. Um, like the, these are a lot of stories for a lot of, of leaders at this time. Like it's they, the FBI was trying to prevent, prevent a black Messiah and that like uh, they, they did everything they could to prevent it. It's unbelievable. It's just, <clears throat> It's, it's just, like, so crazy. And, like, I was watching a movie that Chadwick Boseman was in where he played a lawyer. I can't remember what it was. I think it's on Netflix. Marshall. And I think, is that the movie where, like, a black a white woman was flaming, fr- framing a black man of raping her or something like that? Uh, there's a few few movies like that. Time to Kill. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something. Trying to... I can't remember, but I know he was in it. I know he was in it, and he played the lawyer. And was he Thurgood Marshall? Was it when he played? I th- was that it. I was that it. Yeah, Marshall. Yes, Marshall. Yes, I instantly thought of this movie when uh, Malcolm said, "When how you know?" I'm just like kind of waiting for you to say like, "I raped you." Us, mm. like that because in Marshall, you're gonna call rape mm-hmm. in Marshall, you know, like it was a scene that he said, You know what they like? You, I was in Alabama, you know what they would do, you know, to a black man like me sleeping with a woman like her, they would, you know, cut off my manhood and hang me and all types of stuff. And it's just like mm-hmm. to even to even be a white man loving a black woman or black vice versa, it's just like. It was just crazy. Or like Dorothy Dan just dipping her toe into a pool and they just cleaning it. But like, you know, them niggers got different diseases than us. You know, it's just like. Mm. It's just like this because just this because we're we 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 have melanin in our skin tone separates us. That nothing happened. Like, that's the thing. Like, nothing happened. You like. They were like, we're just taken from their country yeah. and enslaved like that like that is just so like nothing happened for that to happen and like he even mentions like 400 years for african americans 500 for native americans you know like just every population like oh it, it's just so 
just sad that it's even ongoing today. Like we haven't realized we're all just humans trying to live on earth, you know, like. Uh, and that part of the movie where Malcolm's uh, given given a speech and he's like, I stand here today as uh, what I was when I was born, a black man. Before there was anything such as a Republican or Democrat, we were black. Before there was anything such as Mason or an elk, we were black. Before there was anything such as Jew or a Christian, we were black. Like, it's like, it's that, it's, mm. all of this predates, <laughs> like, it's, it's what, like, this couldn't, this is a manufactured problem that white people have created like for some fucking reason a real mind fuck for white people is that the first humans were in africa and they were black (laughs) then they moved and then they got whiter so every (laughs) single person on earth is black from if you go all the way back to the first humans you know so like just insane to even think that white people were like the first ones and black people, you know, took over. No, like black people were the first on earth. Like they were the native earth humans. So like, <laughs> I don't know how you can get native, native earthers. You know, I don't know how you can get earth. much earlier than that. Like <laughs> it's just, ah, that's just, you know, like man. when y'all was saying like how, Oh, but then that, that also goes against Christianity and uh, Adam and Eve being the first, uh, first couple motherfuckers up in here. Goes against so all of that. All of that. Mm. And I was just, oh, this is so fucked up. But, you know, reminds me when y'all was saying that, you know, that's kind of like what they wanted. They wanted to go to Africa and stuff like that. That reminded me of Family Guy. (laughs) And in in what way? And okay, (laughs) because I could see it in my head when it was, you know, way back and the guy was driving, you know, he was driving the Amistad. You know, he was you know, on the ship, and all the slaves at the bottom was like, da 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 He said, if y'all ask me one more time we there, y'all will turn this boat around. Oh, yeah, that's good. That'll really teach us a lesson. Yeah, take us back. He said, okay, <laughs> that will teach you way down yeah. that. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like, that's just what that reminded me of. I'm like, yes, that's what they want. <laughs> take me back. Mm-hmm. guy used to get away with some right. kind of shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah the, quote, the quote of like, we didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us. You know, like all of these, like the quotes that he had for just like things in history that we were taught that he just so easily turned on its head because like we were Mm. taught that Plymouth Rock was like the birth of a new era. Like, oh, this is this is just a grand old time, not a time where people just spread disease and raped and pillaged. Like, you know, like that's what happened. And we celebrate Thanksgiving for that. For that time, um, which is just insane that we celebrate this time. Um, and like just all of these minute things that were taught in school that are just like, oh, yeah, celebrate worse or um, be proud of where you came from. And it's like, no, no I'm uh, I'm good. You know, I'll, I'll I'll eat the food for Thanksgiving. Sure. But I'm, I'm not celebrating it for that reason. I'll, I'll celebrate it for the thankful and for family. Um Oh, that's that's what I'm. I'm only celebrating it for the yams and the macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet potatoes with mm-hmm. some marshmallows on top. Oh my god, that needs to just become more normal throughout the year. It's just just... <laughs> I, you're right. You're right. I do want to. I do want to talk about the cast though, right quick, yeah. because uh, mm. Denzel Washington, Angela Bassett, Delroy Lindo, and Spike Lee being on cast is fucking crazy. Angela Bassett as uh, well. 
yeah, yeah, Angela Bassett as Betty, uh, Betty Shabazz. She was, uh, she was fucking fantastic. Uh, I love Delroy Lindo uh, and pretty much everything. James McDaniel as uh, Brother Earl. Mm. Uh, Ernest Thomas as Sydney has been in a bunch of stuff. Like, there was just a lot of people that I recognized that I was like, oh, damn, I didn't realize all these people were in this movie. Wendell Pierce pops up for a second. How about the fact that Giancarlo Esposito is the guy mm-hmm. who kills Malcolm X and uh, uh, Michael Imperioli, mm-hmm. Mr. Christopher Moltisanti. Oh, yeah. That's uh, interviews what I was about to say. interviews oh, yeah. Denzel outside. <laughs> what it, um, what was the question that he asked him? Oh man, it was like uh, just the way he talked to was so like Christmas. Oh yeah, like, like it was Christy oh, Moltisanti. Oh my god, like uh, that that was just funny. Oh, like life. for him popping up, like that was just a little moment of like, oh hey, look at that. That's kind of cool. Um, now back to the series. You know, oh, it was houses on fire. Damn. Oh, this sucks. Like fuck. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, exactly. Like, it was like I was like <laughs> I was watching it. I was like, oh ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah, oh, his kids could have been dead and like yeah oh, this could yeah. have been way worse like oh shit i just no, love yeah, in every single movie like this when like my people just shit on kkk murmurs it was like if you was a real man you'll take that fucking blanket fucking off like just take it off because i'm mm-hmm. going i'm so happy i have never seen a kkk hoodie that the way that it looks, and I'm I'm not even, like being dramatic. It's it actually scares the shit out of me to see something. No, right? Yeah, like, it's scary. That is I mean, fucking terrifying. That is a very fair thing to be afraid of. Like, I insane that an organization like that exists. It's and legal like, in that. Like the weird yeah, thing wasn't de- wasn't declared a terrorist organization until yeah. like five years ago. Yeah, that's the weird. We covered thing. it in the high school newspaper. When KKK was declared a terrorist terrorist organization, I was in high school. We weren't even taught that they were like that bad. It seemed like, which is weird. No, like for like, I mean, we were taught we were taught they were bad, but we didn't we didn't like learn the things KKK the KKK did. We learned we learned about as much about the KKK as we did about Malcolm X. It was just the opposite. Like it was like KKK terrible racist did terrible things. All right, moving on. Let's not talk about the horrible, like anything horrible that white people did. Like it was just, frankly, we avoided the 1900s a lot in history. That's what I was was just thinking. Like we got more ancient history than we did fucking. Yeah. Like like Renaissance and history, you know? Yeah. Before American history, if it was American history, it was very dodgy. What we learned. Yeah. It was like a revolutionary civil war. We basically covered wartime and Mm -hmm. that was it. Like, it was like, like I was mm -hmm. not even well, like, no, not well. We didn't learn shit about Vietnam and white people have the nerve to complain about critical race theory. Like, that's not a yeah we don't even that's the what? thing is that people are complaining about something that they have no idea what it even is which is like i don't it's so crazy like that people are just so ingrained in their beliefs that even like the simple thought you know like in the movie where malcolm could never even conceive of someone betraying him you know the person he was supposed to be um taking all of this word from and and to be led by, you know, no sense of betrayal. Um, yeah, just... I think it's. I think it's also like, like I think a lot of white folks, you know, uh, you know, they when they take offense 
to being called a racist, you know, like, and that's, that's, I cannot stand like whenever people like hear like, Oh, they, like someone gets called a racist and they're like, Oh, don't, don't say that. And it's like, well, you were being racist. Um, that's why I always hate, like, I'm sorry, sorry, Colton. Oh no, I was just going to say that it's, it's like a lot of white people don't like being checked like that. They don't, they don't like, they don't like knowing that they have privilege, that, that there are, there they are things don't. that make that are systematically set up so that they have a better chance at succeeding than, than black. That's people. why I always hated the uh, argument of saying nigga, because it's like, Oh, well, my black friends, let me say it. I'm like, first of all, what black friends. And then. Yeah. I don't know if you're, if, at least for me, work. Like, like, as a white person, I feel so uncomfortable saying, like I could never feel comfortable saying it ever. Like, even if, like I was friends with this person for life, eighty years on strong. Like we've been side by side. Like I still just couldn't bring. Like there's just so much bad history behind that word that I just can't in in any good way like bring myself to say. Because that would like, like and like I have like a big heart, but I'm. It doesn't like matter how long we have been friends or what you have done for me. I don't care if I got your kidney. Like if you as a white friend call me that or. Even joking, they're like, "What's up, my nigga?" Da, da, da. Oh no, like that. This is dead. That's like that's, that's like you might as well just spit on me. Like that's is mm. that that word has so much. I hate that word so much. I don't even and like you guys know me, met me in person, all of that. I don't even like saying that word just because of how like much it just bothers me to my core. I hate it. I hate it so much. I just don't get too drunk around some country white people. Then <laughs> you ain't lying. It's a fucking nightmare out here. Bro. Like, so oh my God, like I, and like I I remember being in high school, you know, and uh, I like I like I won't I won't name names, but uh, you know, like we had we had like there was a, a group of friends that would hung hung out for like a stretch of a few a few months after school. There were it was one black guy and like three white guys, and like a uh, a couple like. A couple of them were a little too comfortable letting it fly, and you know, our, the, our 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 friend would be like, like would be like, ah, you know, like I I don't, and I'm like, I'm sitting there like, I I, I know you, I know you're saying that, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna tell you one way or another how you should feel about this, mm. but I I could I could kind of pick up that you don't like it, and therefore uh should should tell them should tell them to stop, like I'll keep doing it. Like I, I was, I was out here like, yo, shut the fuck up! <laughs> Don't say things like, like that. I, I will <laughs> check real quick, like because I was talking to a white guy, thinking about like dating and stuff like that, and he was just talking and stuff like that. And that's when, out of nowhere, he was just talking about like his childhood. How he grew up, you know, with his like, you know, like black friend and da da da, and. First of all, I try to watch it when pe- how white people tell stories, and if they'd be like, "Yeah," and a person was black, like they would say something. I'm like, "Why are you trying to emphasize so much that they are black?" But then he was like, mm-hmm. "He said, yeah." He said, "Oh man, that was my nigga, man." Da da da. And I'm like, "Like it's like that's an instant. That's an instant. Like all right, like it's- so this is a person <laughs> I'm never gonna talk to again." Yeah, like I got. I was like, "Hey, you shouldn't say that." And then he's like, "Oh, come on, like you know, like you know, I'm not like that, Aurora." 
You was just like you that. You just said it. What do you mean you're not like that? Seconds ago, you were like that. You just said. <laughs> you said it so think... comfortably, like, and then in my face, <laughs> and then like how they like to like deflect it on you, just being like, "Why are you getting mm. so bothered? You shouldn't." Get... I had a white. Literally, I had um, it was another white guy, and he said, it, and I was like, "You shouldn't say that." He was like. He said, I'm an immigrant. I'm from Norway. Like, we're both like the same. I was Nor- the whitest of white people. I was like, <laughs> Angus. Fergen, Fergen, I was like, Fergen, I was like, Fergen. Angus. Angus. <laughs> Angus. You are white. Listen, I'm like, transcended white. I'm peak European. I was like, because this is what, this is exactly what I said. I said, Angus Dufon. I am Europe. <laughs> Mr. Angus Dufon, you are. <laughs> Angus, Angus, yes, Angus from Norway, Viking land, saying that you, <laughs> yo, the Vikings are racist as hell. Maybe, maybe it's but just he was out here all praises due to Odin. <laughs> maybe it's just people are like white people are so dissociated from the word they don't they don't have any inclination of how severe it is because they were never See, affected by true. it. Because we fully know now. That's true. I mean, that is true. Like, we- <laughs> like, like that's that's something. Like, as soon as you're told, that's that's something that you should like. As soon as you're told that, it's like immediately you understand the weight of that. It's not a. And if you don't understand the weight of it, then you like you are the one at fault. Like, it's not. It's no one else's fault. And often, uh, often white people uh, deceive themselves into. Well, I mean, there, there's there's tension around, of course, just what race is, like what the definition of race is. But um, there's an argument that white people feel as if they lack race, and therefore they can op- uh, they can occupy this point that's called a uh, it's called an empty point of universality, where they can essentially assume any culture, and that is that is the that is their privilege of being white that you that they can essentially move in and take out of cultures and take on yeah different um mm. things like that appropriate it's true. yeah that's fair i mean i never know like i don't have any like any sense of pride or any anything no sense of like brotherhood like for being white you know like that's the right. thing like i if, if i'm seeing another white guy being beat up on the street i'm like that's his problem, you know. That like that's his problem. But that like poor white guy. You you will see you know? like black people like the brotherhood is so strong like the, you like have no idea who it is. If someone's getting beat up, like if it's a white guy beating up on a black guy, like say like it, it's I don't know. It it doesn't go the other way around. Like there's no sense of family or no sense of anything. Unless and, you're a white supremacist. And that's the sad <laughs> part. Is if if you do have a a pride in it, it's probably not a good one. It's uh, not good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, and it's it's gotten to a point. It's gotten to a point. Like I was just talking to my dad about this the other day. My dad, like, and uh, he expressed a sentiment that has become pretty popular over the last couple of years. Where it's whereas, like, you know, if someone's flying an American flag, even like our nation's flag, it it automatically puts you in a position where you're like, well, this is probably someone I'm not going to be able to fuck with on a certain level, like. Like you, we we just clearly aren't compatible on on this level. Like I don't fuck with this place, and that's, you clearly do. That's why, um, I loved it when um, what was his? Oh my god, oh, I can't remember his name. What was his name? The um, the guy who nailed in NFL. Oh my god, my black card is about to get taken. Oh, oh, yes, 
Colin Kaepernick. Wow, someone take my black card. Um, <laughs> I loved it when um, my queen had <laughs> came on the award show and was like, racism is so American that when people think we're protesting racism, we're protesting America. That's a problem. Yeah. Like, that's a problem. Yeah, that is that is inherently the issue. Like, uh, it's so it's so unfucking believable. Like, and especially as it pertains to that that specific issue that flared up the most when we were in high school. That that whole that whole saga of uh, kneeling during the national anthem and just like mm-hmm. the amount of people who like it was it was the same thing here. You know they. They're not listening to the words being spoken. They're, nobody's listening to what this is about. They see a few buzzwords uh, and immediately go, there's no way I'm going to like that. And, uh, you know, if you listen to Colin Kaepernick, he's not he wasn't kneeling to protest America. He wasn't kneeling to to disrespect the veterans Our veterans aren't. No, he was kneeling as a, as a show against police brutality and like. I don't know. Seems like something that should be pretty easy to get behind. Oh, police shouldn't kill people. <coughs> Who would have fucking thought? <laughs> like, oh my fucking god, people are the worst. They've traded like, in their hoods for badges. Like that. That like whenever he said that, I was just like, oh my god. Like yeah. Like it's it's the same. It's I mean, I guess they're more proud to show their face now. You know, like and that's the sad thing. Is they that, don't have. They don't have to. Hide. That like people like are becoming policemen because they know they will have this opportunity and that's like the most heartbreaking thing is that like it is a position that people are abusing right now today and still signing up for and like it was exemplified in last week's last week's pod when we talked boys in the hood when the guy when the guy went up to cuba gooding's cuba gooding's face and held the gun to his Mm. head and was like i i could Mm. i could do this just because i want to Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like and that's just that's just terrible. Like you know? the police and, uh, force, like even watching, hearing stories from like my my great grandmother and grandmother, you know, hearing like oh like what was going on in marches, like them, you know, putting tear gas and dogs and water hole so powerful that the jet stream can like take off your skin, like scar you, yeah. just fuck you mm-hmm. up, just because it was like, hey, um, can you not call me the N word anymore, and I can like get treated fair well i mean the institution of policing at least american policing is founded in slave patrols right like the first form of property that could run away is the slave and so slave patrols were founded which are have evolved into the modern day police Mm. yeah yeah sheriff's departments like it's the same star like the star that sheriffs wear what people who searched for runaway slaves wore Mm -hmm. and like a surgeon they mess up they get their like license taken away like, it's as simple as that. Like, if you fuck up on purpose, you get your license taken away, you are no longer a surgeon. But, like, a cop, they can get, like, paid a leave. couple, yeah, like, okay, <laughs> cool. You know, since you were a policeman at the time, you're just another human still. That didn't change. You know, you just have a badge now. We're going to try, mm-hmm. you know, your trial is going to be entirely different. Like, yeah, it's, that, that's what I don't, like, you're... It literally, like, you, you say that no one is above the law and that we only enforce it, but then you give this literal position that anyone can get and get a gun, a baton, 
and the power to pull anyone over and do whatever they want. Like, it's just, yeah, you gotta, you gotta graduate high school. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that. That's good. It's just, I, and I love like the whole perm part in this movie, like about the perms that they was putting yeah. in here, you know, like you're still a nigga. Like why you have this, this, this literally. And this, mm. you know, when I was, I was watching it and I was just doing this and doing that. And I was just looking at it. And then I touched my, I said, Ooh, <laughs> I, had, I was like, Ooh, like I, it just, and then I was thinking about the black woman at that time, you know, like they all like had like the, the wigs with the straight hair and the pinup curls and, you know, like, mm-hmm. and then my, mm-hmm. like, and, and colorism was a big thing back then that internalized racism. Yeah. Cause my great grandmother, ha- my great grandmother has it. And mm-hmm. <laughs> she said yeah, stuff that- like, you know, like, oh, little, like, no, like white people can wear any type of color makeup or like, oh, I love mixed babies or like, oh, I love their hair. Their hair is so straight, all nappy this, nappy that. Like, mm. that's internalized racism that we, that they learn and, it's, and we learn and it's passed down. And racism sucks, y'all. Damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It sucks. I need a blunt after this. It's just podcast. hate. It's just hate <laughs> at the end of the day. Like, and it's crazy that people aren't behind ending that. Like, like yeah. stop racism is somehow political. You know, somehow that is a political problem, um, which is mind boggling like that. That isn't just a, oh, you know what? That makes sense. I'm just a shitty person if I'm racist, you know, like that's just how it is. Like you're just a shitty person. Like (laughs) you're so blind to the history and everything that you don't know any better. There's really no in between. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It was like my friend who's in in the Navy was telling me when he first got stationed at his base and they was talking about Black Lives Matter. And he was like, yeah, you know, you can't have no Black Lives Matter because it's political. And he's like, no, it's not. Like, he's like, <laughs> race is not political. Like, that's... Mm. Yeah, that's there, there always had to be a, a political twist on Black Lives Matter. Like, it's simply black lives matter and that you know that needs to be said more not and it needs to be of anyone like, else's life that is it that that is it at its core but it's spun as like oh it's it's uh socialism it's, being spread it's you know like all these things attached oh, to that is so obviously not what it's about like oh so you hate oh so you hate white people <laughs> as as is said in this mm, movie this mm-hmm. very movie black lives matter oh so you hate white people no that's not at all what was just. It just is what it is. Uh, Black lives matter. Yeah. Did you hear the word white once? <laughs> no. <laughs> or um, only Black lives matter. Like, like no. Like the no. lady in DC that tried to paint the uh, use black paint to paint over the Black Lives Matter in this long ass street in DC. You're doing it in black mm. paint. Like, thank you. <laughs> you just want to make it look more bolder on this light ass pavement. You know, parents always say, um, you know, we only get one Mother's Day and only one Father's Day, you know, and then every other day is Children's Day. You know, that's what they always say. You know, we only get one day and you guys get every other day. White people have had like all of history um, and black people haven't had like their day at all, you know. So like if we just use that simple parent logic, like, you know, like. They deserve to at least have their day. 
which hasn't come yet. So I feel like it's fair. You know, that it these demands aren't extreme at all. You know, they just no. they want their no. day. They want to be able to live in a world like where everyone is just comfortable with each other. I don't think that's too much to ask for. I like, <laughs> I just want like for instance, like if I go over like like you're a home Joseph or like Colton, I was in yours, but like if I meet like your guys' family, I don't want to feel like I because I, I I I I don't want to feel like oh who's going to say something or people going to look at me mm. weird. Not not just take the whole trans part out. Not about that. Just the black side. Like just mm. to be like oh because I always I like I do have that. Like my 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 boyfriend who was white when I met his family I was like oh they live out the county in Maryland like the North County part okay mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. my my ex boyfriend we was like and his uncle we all smoked a um a blunt in his car I went in hell and he was like wow it's kind of wet he said you know how their lips are I swear to God I was yeah. just like. Mm. like yeah you know, it was funny like. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. My grandfather lives with me now. Um, He's 92, uh, actually 93 now. Um, And, you know, I I like to believe, you know, we're getting better. The world's getting better. People are changing their minds. Um, But, like, he's a constant reminder of just, wow. How terrible it was. Like, oh, my God. Like, holy shit. Some of the things he says, I cannot believe come out of his mouth. And he just, like, accepts it. And, like... It, it, it's it's come to the point where we just don't even bring up the subject anymore um, because it is just like it, not, we are not going to change each other's minds. Um, and I think the sad right. truth of like how racism will eventually go away is just there just needs to be a time. Time needs to pass and the people who believed in it need to just die like <laughs> it's it's a sad truth like it people once I like that. you know 60 more years and this old like generations out the old ways out like i i just ah, hope that like it's taught better in school with yeah. some dumb motherfuckers like, that's true in in a fully in a in a fully like we were we like there were some white kids at our high school that were absolutely racist mm. um and there's there's zero doubt about it um and like that's that's the thing is as long as it's getting instilled into a generation, the next generation by those people, it's going to be a problem. And another little little crazy one there: if your if your grandpa's ninety three, he would have been thirty six when Malcolm X was Jesus assassinated. Christ. That's Damn. insane. I should go talk to him about this. <laughs> yeah, and, right. Uh, <laughs> just pick his mind. Where were you? Where were you when Malcolm X was assassinated? <laughs> It's probably gonna be like not giving a shit. What What are your thoughts on Malcolm? I didn't even hear about that. Who? Wait, <laughs> I didn't who? even hear about that. Oh my god! Oh my god! This is oh, yeah. this this whole conversation is just so like devastating because that's what like now <laughs> it's, it's really it's like I'm well, not, and that's you know <laughs> like and that's typically what this this conversation does. Being mm-hmm. black in America, y'all. What the fuck? Think, yeah, like, that's why that Jay Z song. He said what he say. It was like, um, how, what was it? It was like rich nigga, poor nigga, something like that. And like, it doesn't matter how much money mm. you got. And he said, like, you still just a nigga. And it was just like, yeah, yeah. wow, this mm. is the most I've ever touched. I'm not black. I'm OJ. 
whenever he was going through school okay. and he wanted to be a lawyer and the professor was like, you can't Yo. be a lawyer. That's, 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 you know, sorry. That's not, that's can't not do that. You. Be a carpenter. Hey, Jesus was a carpenter. Look at, you could do great for yourself. Like, are you like, that's just, oh, that it's so, so sad funny. watching this movie and learning these things and then just like fully realizing they are true. Like these yeah. are very true things. That's this is not the, that fiction. That is always the thing that makes it even more sad watching this movie is it's it's not a dramatization. I mean, it is a dramatization to an extent, but it's not in terms of the events happening. That's like uh, that scene right there. I honestly was not going to bring that up because that that hurt me a lot because that makes me like remember like things like with also being black and trans in like my workplace and it's just being like you have like all these odds stacked against you with like your white counterparts like I remember in our trans group and black is black too at that and it was like you have like just because you're black and you also what you are you have to be twice as great to be thought of half as good like you have mm-hmm. to you 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 just it doesn't matter how beautiful how if you're like black is this it's just it just it's not it's honestly it's not fair and i hate when people be like life isn't fair but it's like no life is not the thing that's not being fair it's people and the people in power who was making it unfair mm-hmm. and yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not just it's not like it, it's not just a senseless that's, there's not a there's no point there's nothing we can point to no there there is that's the <laughs> yeah, it's it, a critical it, race theory. Hmm? Critical race theory. You know, at some point, maybe we just need to start over. You know, <laughs> like maybe, maybe we don't have. You know, everyone, people like Americans, we like to brag. Like, yeah, we have the longest standing government of all time under one constitution. Like, is that a good thing? I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, do you want to live off one document forever? You know, do you want that to be the only thing that runs our entire – like, I don't know if that's a good thing, you know? Like, I think at some point it reaches a level to where it's – we found every way we can be corrupt. We found every loophole that's possible and that it's like it's just corrupt from here on out. And, like, maybe it would be a, a nice refresher just to let's let's – write a new paper maybe have this one you know a pdf form everyone can get it for free um don't need to preserve it in a you know in, in anything and it would be so um, funny if like avengers infinity war and endgame and thanos wasn't purple <laughs> like just imagine they should have just made thanos purple. a white dude like uh just thanos just be a normal white just dude josh Brolin. <laughs> yeah dan smith um yeah. <laughs> okay, well, think about how yeah. different you would feel about Thanos if he was a white guy and then in Alternate Universe where he's black. Mm. Whoa. I guess the, that like, variant does exist. That would just be like, oh, like, what is he snapping away? What is he snapping away? Like, <laughs> yo, like, I, if I was in the end game, I would just be like, hey, Thanos, go, go read this book real quick. Read, read it. Read, read. Go read Look at this show Roots it's and come back tonight. It's grand. Like, go watch Roots and come back to me in three years and you see if you still feel the same about stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to snap away. I'm going to snap away more than half the population. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm like, you're right. Uh, Everybody's gonna die. <laughs> I love that th- we can have these conversations about this movie. Like that just shows like how great this movie is and the conversations that it sparks, oh, yeah. and like the internal oh, yeah, conversations absolutely. that it sparks. Like while you're even watching it, like mm-hmm. the just. Mm-hmm. I know I had so many thoughts like during this movie, I had to pause multiple times and just be like, look up certain yeah. things, be like, oh my God, like, damn, this was true. Like, holy shit. Like yeah. every time I like, Googled something, and it was just no like, fuck. yep, is nope, traumatized? okay. No fuck. Is this traumatized? No fuck. Have, have any of you guys seen Black Klansmen by Spike Lee as well? Mm. I haven't yet, you know. no. So I, you watched it? Ah, uh, it's it's been since it came out. But, oh, do you uh, remember yes, that scene where, um, they were sh- you couldn't tell like what the clansmen were shooting at in the woods, and when um mm. the main character goes to it, it was um the targets would look like spooks. That's what he called it. Like it was like black men, short with the afro and the big lips, and they were shooting at black targets. Yeah. That. Mm. I cried so much doing that. Any movie like this, I cry. Like four little girls. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The four little girls mm-hmm. with the four black girls in the church that was a hate crime mm-hmm. and died. Mm-hmm. Like that is like. No, yeah. it's that. It's, it's, you know, when they, when they run up on his house and throw the, throw the, the, the torches in there yeah. and uh, they got to, they got to bring the kids out. The symmetry. Like, I am a man. Between both of them, just flipping back and forth between both mm-hmm. happening at, you know, like, oh, it was just like, God damn it, man. Like, that's no, devastating. Wow. Like, it's devastating. That's why people were talking but, uh, about Red Dead Redemption 2 when you can like beat up the Klansmen. But if you try to take them into the town for jail, you get arrested for taking the Klansmen into the town. Like, it's like, Mm-hmm. You get arrested for it, so it's like, damn, like this mm. is kind of fucked. Yeah, you know, back to what, uh, like what Joseph said. I, I, I do. I, I'm interested to see where this ranks because this is, I think, probably one of the more conversation-rich movies. Yeah. Oh yes, certainly. But a lot of it's not really focused on the movie itself, right? It's focused on sort of the things that this movie brings up. Yeah, and we've had we've had a couple like those uh over the over the course of this. If we scroll up uh, a little bit on that, I think uh I think we we've had a few Apocalypse Now was kind of centered around the tragedies of war, you know. Uh mm-hmm. and we just kind of we kind of talked about a, a similar discussion in terms of how we weren't taught exactly what the fuck went down in uh, in Vietnam. Uh and the uh, Shit, that might that might be the one I was thinking of, but uh, yeah, it's it's certainly, and I think that's that's certainly to be considered in terms of uh, just how great the movie is. If it is, if it does spark that conversation, it had to have it had to have at least been decent, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so uh, I say we get to that. Let's get to these. Let's get to these ratings and reviews here. Uh, so as as always, out of five stars, we got three sections: enjoyment, genre, and uh critical acclaim critic like as, as a film overall uh and then we take that amalgamation that number we calculate it and uh that that determines the uh the total score out of five stars for the movie so let's start with enjoyment in terms of how this movie's resonating with you where are we uh, where are we sitting at it's like i want to give it a high because of what it was but i don't, I don't want to because of how the type of enjoyment i like it's just hey i mean dead poet society is a five on the enjoyment scale and that is a 
devastating movie as well. I'd argue this one's more devastating because it's legitimately real and impacting way more many people. I would give um, it a five. Yeah, and me. like the impact it had just on, on me, like while watching it for the first time, like I, I don't know of a more impactful movie that I've watched ever in my opinion, um, because mm. this one's just legitimately real. Um, yeah. Not, you know, it is nonfiction. This really happened. Um, and it's yeah, my boy Denzel. Up. So like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, was, you're obvious. Uh, like, that's the thing for me is that uh, you take all these things into account. The, the conversation it sparked here, uh, the, uh, the performances in it, Denzel Washington, Delroy Lindo, uh, uh, Angela Bassett, like, We've got some fantastic actors and actresses whom I love. The director, Spike Lee, does a fantastic job stylistically. The the uh the scene at the dance alone is mm. is so fucking Ooh. fun. I love I love watching that. The choreography uh, in that is fantastic. I think this is a fi- this is a five enjoyment, regardless yeah. of uh how how devastating it might have been. It's uh I think the conversation it sparked alone is worthy of a five. So Yeah, I can agree with that's that. That's where I'm at. Hmm. Now the genre, um, how this, I guess. I mean, what a, is the other autobiography, or not yeah. autobiography? <laughs> and, like, and bi- yeah, biography. biography. Yeah. Biographies is amazing. Like, and I, I watch like the race. The, the if I'm, ta- if we're talking like, okay, give me a biopic. I like, I'm going to like quintessential. You need to watch this. If you're going to watch a biopic about a real human, uh, chronicling the events of their life mm-hmm. and their impact uh this is this is genre defining this is. is a genre defining uh, uh biopic mm-hmm. i'd say um you know uh i don't think there's one that kind of gets like it, it, it almost it almost felt like a documentary you know like mm-hmm. it was so it was so effective that it felt like they were just showing us the events sometimes i forget i'm watching denzel washington mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Man, they made him look like him a whole lot. Yeah. Whenever he got his facial hair and he put the glasses oh, on, yeah. it was like, yes. "Oh my god!" No, okay. when I when I was watching this as a kid, I just thought Denzel was Malcolm X. <laughs> right, right. That's how good of a job. Like those. Like I love people who do like Ray Charles or Jennifer Lopez as Selena Quintanilla, Angela Bass as Tina Turner. Like they, like but Denzel, like his transition from Mike, um. Malcolm Little to Malcolm X was so well done. You would have thought they they put like a different person. They did CGI his face a little bit. Right, like mm-hmm. it was so right. good. Oh I I haven't seen a yeah, biopic I, like that yet. I, I I've watched a lot of movies with older Denzel Washington. This is like one of my first that I've watched with young Denzel. Mm-hmm. And man, Denzel was a great looking man. I arguably oh, still is. Um, for his oh, age, yeah, he isn't. He's like 60 Yeah, for his age, he looked incredible. Fuck. But like this young Denzel, he was looking like he was looking. That's a, that's a, he was that's looking a nice. Looking yeah. That brother started. Mm. Yeah, he, uh, Red was looking nice. Um, Red was looking nice. Uh, and the little the little walk with the, <laughs> with the hats and the swinging the arm across the yeah, front. Uh, yep. <laughs> Everyone turning their heads looking. Like you just see yeah, everyone yeah. like oh my god like yeah look. that movie it's mm. so fucking good mm. uh but yeah i think as a genre that's, a, that's another five out of five uh mm-hmm. and critically as a film you know uh overall it is a really 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 good movie um 
I will say that uh, just the very nature of a biopic for me isn't isn't a five out of five critical like it, it rarely is mm-hmm. it never is i don't think uh it's just uh not not feasible yeah i don't it's, think it's got too many obligations to be focused on being uh yeah you know the the story can't develop in the way a normal story does because you know this life this not... was a real event yeah. like this these things actually happened so like uh in terms of depicting that they did fantastic but you know it, it like <laughs> story arcs and stuff like uh yeah, I'm happy I wasn't. I, I thought I was gonna be the only payoff. person to think like that, and I was totally about to hand in my black card. So thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no problem. I'll be the I'll be the white devil today. But uh, uh, I love but, this uh, podcast. I am so happy. <laughs> I am so happy. But uh, I would say this is still really high up there. You know, it is still fantastically made, fantastically acted. This, not to mention the soundtrack at points was fucking brilliant. Like when they are doing the march on the police station and then down to the hospital, it's fucking gorgeous. And then his uh, return from Mecca, the whole, mm. like there's, there's a lot of really Here great soundtrack. But in the beginning was amazing. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Having Nelson uh, Mandela step in. Holy shit. Can't believe we didn't even mention that. Uh, yeah. uh, hell of a fucking cosign. Whoa. Um, uh, that was like, I, I had to look up. I was like, was that actually Nelson Mandela? No, yeah, like, I was looking at the movie, screen, yeah. and he started talking for a couple seconds, and me and Emily were watching, and I went, holy fucking shit, is that Nelson Mandela? Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, wow. Um, yeah, like, as, as a film, like, so many shots were, uh, like, I don't know. The camera work was, I think, done really well, and some shots were set up very beautifully. Like, um, the first KKK attack, um, when they're running off, and he says, like, they run off into, into the, the moon. moonlight, and you see just the huge moon, like, on the hill, and they're, like, running to it, like, cool shot, and then, like, um, I think there's one of, like, the stars and, like, the sky, um, at one, I, I can't remember when, like, what, or what part of the movie I'm thinking, or, like, the, um, the jail scene where he's, um, in the, um, the solid, um, What's it called when you uh solid like solitary so, or uh, solitary in in, in confinement, confinement or something like that? Yeah, like what it is. Yeah, but that was yeah, even solitary, like solitary confinement. The way that you can like you couldn't see anything. It literally made you feel mm-hmm. like you was in it. Cause you know, sometimes some movies mm-hmm. they just dim the light so you could just you could see them a little bit. But it was like, no, this is how it was. You can see like the how mm-hmm. they stick the bottle in, how they gave him a smoke, how the preacher just left him and I, like that that is so mm-hmm. inhumane like that is oh my god no yeah there's a uh i read revolutionary suicide written by huey p newton who was uh one of one of the founders of the black panther party and he speaks on his time in solitary confinement in uh in a, a prison in oakland and like they they left him in there for months like they're just like Jeez. you know what you don't deserve you don't deserve like you don't deserve the time of day uh and it's like god damn and yeah. like the resiliency to not absolutely lose your fucking mind uh, is unbelievable. That willpower, that will. How do they think mm-hmm. that putting someone through that, that they could ever come out of it not angry and not, you know, like they're they're expecting, oh yeah, we're just going to torture this human and they will come out at the end of their sentence a perfect civilian and a hard working American, you know? Like, <laughs> let's just torture them for months on months on months. That's why the whole like, jail system is so fucking dumb. Oh, it's so flawed. Because how can it uh, help someone? Oh, everything's flawed. Yeah. Uh, 
and it, it starts at the top. Anyone want to move Mr. out of America as badly as I do? Like, <laughs> I, like I am looking at country. Like, I have been looking at countries to move into because, like, I don't think it's smart just for my general overall well being to stay here. Um, <laughs> I I don't know. I think like I think other countries are just inherently more peaceful. Like we are just inherently racist, which is just insane. Be like, I don't know. It feels like we're just the laughing stock of the world is what it feels like. Um, and like, I don't know. I would rather not be a part of it. I'd rather just disassociate. You're American. We're all yeah. American. Like just move to a fucking American. God damn it. Just move to a fucking glacier or something. Like, just... <laughs> Let me vibe in my woods. <laughs> Fuck people. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick berries and eat shrooms. Like Wanda. <laughs> Pretty much. Like if I like if I could afford to just build a cabin in the middle of butt fuck nowhere next to a mountain, I'm there. Yeah. And I'm like I don't have to worry about anything. Like if I'm like provided for and I'm confident I'll live, then I'm cool. But like I couldn't just go out into the wild and think. Oh no, I'm too right scared because as soon as you hear a little knock knock on that window, like it's Mm-mm, fuck it's all like, that. Oh, what's yeah, that? No. <laughs> it's like it's either it's either a murderer come to kill me or it's a, it's a fucking bear who's really civilized. Oh, Wendigo. Um, but uh, all right. So critically, overall as a film, how are we feeling about this? Uh, uh, I'm leaning in the four point five five realm. Four point five ish. Yeah, I was saying the same. Four point five. Hmm. Like, because it can't be. It can't get too punished for not having too incredible of a story arc or anything right. it was still a great story arc for malcolm but it was a real it was a real story event yeah uh and thus it 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 ends up at a 4.83 if we do a 4.5 which would tie it again with our top five our adding top another. five is getting very very large um, that's like 12 movies now yeah 12 <laughs> movies in our top five or i guess still 11 because um the last two are different ratings. They're not tied uh, for position. So I guess still 11 movies in our top five. Um, but I mean, that that makes sense, though. Um, yeah. I, I kind of put it on par. It, it's funny that it's tied with The Lion King, and The Lion King is in this conversation. But um, <laughs> like... Uh, that means Africa. Tied with Jaws, uh, The Godfather Part 2. Um, so yeah, like these... Uh, I, mean, I don't sense. know. Wow, what a! It's in good company, and I think yeah. it's where it belongs. So I'm I'm comfortable with how we rated it. I am too. I think a four point eight three out of five stars is uh pretty much exactly where mm-hmm. Malcolm X ends up. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tavares are the only but, uh, ones that should be comfortable with today. No, I mean, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Joe don't get a yeah. say in what's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now go off. You know what, Aurora? You can handle the sign off. You got this. <laughs> I was gonna be like, all right, check one, check two. No, but, uh, <laughs> no, but for real, this was a this was this was a good one. Very constructive conversation. Uh, Malcolm X, definitely a good one. Definitely a good one. Uh, Four point eight three out of five. That that is nineteen ninety two, and next week we're on to nineteen ninety three, where we'll be uh, discussing Jurassic Park. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Uh, That'll be a fun one. I think that'll be me, Joe, and Aurora. So that'll be a, that'll be an enjoyable one. I uh, can't wait for you guys to hear it. Um, if you would, well, before that, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined.
by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And thank you, Aurora Carter. Thank you so much, you know, for letting me speak upon my people. <laughs> of course, of course. I mean, like, you could have done it all on your own. You didn't need my permission, uh, just for the record. Uh, and thank you, Tavares Pennington. Of course. Always a great time. Always a great time. Always, always a great time. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find well over 22 hours of exclusive content at this point. Uh, along with a bunch of artwork I post up over there. Uh, if you would, go to Twitter, follow at PennyBloomPod, where if any movie week-to-week is going to change, like next Friday we have it slated for 1993's Jurassic Park, and it will be 1993's Jurassic Park, but if it were to change, uh, you'd find out on Twitter, at PennyBloomPod. Follow on Instagram, at uh, PennyBloomPodcast, and... Uh, Remember, peace, love, and bloom by any means necessary.